I think we're rolling. Camera? <laughs> Camera's good. Jerry, you're live. I'm alive. <laughs> live or li- alive? I don't I know. I guess both. both. I'm, I'm personally really struggling. Today uh, has been a long day for us. Well, first, first let me say hi to everybody. Okay. And then we all want to hear about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Father Knows Something. We have had a... <laughs> Busy, busy weekend. We had lot. We had um, tile cutting at the hangar all weekend, and we had group session, and that was great. We had that a, was the highlight of the day. It was truly that, that was, was great. Yes, that didn't leave us with any pain. Where every no, it's everything else. And Home Depot just renting out terrible tile cutting saws. The first one had a bad blade. We changed the blade. It still went slow. Second one we picked up today had a bad pump. Had to go buy a pump. Then we realized that the second one is way better than the first one. The first one really sucks. Just Home Depot, you're on my shit list. But we cut tile. We More did. of the stories, buy your own stuff. Yeah, or really is. find someone Honestly, that actually has real equipment. Yeah, by the time we pay for the saw rentals, all of the extra blades we've purchased, a new the pump, gas. the gas, the time, we should have just bought one. Absolutely. So Lesson it, learned. DIYs are not fun always. But we got to go to dad's real fix-it shop. Yes. Yep. And you got whoever logged on got to see the real disaster. So yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of first timers in group uh, session today. It was a really good time. We have one left this month. It'll be Sunday, the Sunday, the 15th. So if you're hearing this and it's before Sunday, the 15th, 2023, you still have time. So that's one week. Uh, it's actually less than a week because I'll hear this on Tuesday. Tuesday. And yeah. it will be the following Sunday. Mm-hmm. I had a thought during group session today. Yeah. Tell what us your it? thought. Uh, you know how we always say, oh, look who's joining us. Look Holly! who joined. Holly's back. Hello, Holly. Um, you know how we always say, you know, like we're not therapists. We're not qualified. Right. That's not what we do. Um, what became apparent to me is though we are not that, we create this community where, you know, a therapist will give you a lot of tools to deal with what you're going through and maybe, you know, over over time get to know you well enough to give you advice. But one thing that I don't think therapists really do is have the wealth of knowledge from a whole community of people coming up, to, coming in and saying, I've had this same experience. I've had a similar experience. Here's how I went through it. And here's here's how I ended up. Yeah. Or here's how I tried to deal with that problem mm-hmm. from a bunch of different angles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes this so special. And what really happened here is we kind of took a little uh, metamorphosis because it really, the show started that people just wanted to say, I want to get a dad's opinion because I don't have someone I can ask. And just... Just out of love, which is still true, right? Just out of love, can you give me, you know, what? Just give me an idea on how you would handle or what what your thoughts are. I will say too, one thing that was great about the group session is it is almost like a reality check. Like, I think you know our our main person we talked to today didn't really have people in her life that she could be like, "Is this normal? Am I wrong for feeling this way?" And I think it does provide kind of that like oh my God, you deserve better. It's it's a it's a reality check. Mm-hmm. Like you get to tell, 
20, 30 different people about your problem. And that, then, that was the metamorphosis. That yeah. We, yeah we, we not only came that they can talk to their dad. Oh, you now, get siblings. N- now you have you siblings. You get the whole family. <laughs> now you, now Cousins, you, now, aunties, uncles. Now you have a whole community, which yeah. is really great. It and, was a really good time. And so I, I was very pleased to see how we kind of migrated and got stronger that way. Because, you know, the let the force be with you. I mean, we you really become stronger. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's our theme tonight? Today's theme is ta-da, engaged. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh this, yeah. This happened. <laughs> oh yeah. We haven't really talked about it yet on Two Hot Takes. Um, Father knows something is getting the scoop, the first exclusive. So we're bringing it here. So we have. A bunch of stories about people that are wanting to be engaged, are engaged, maybe don't want to be engaged. We'll mm-hmm. we'll see. I picked some. Justin picked some. So I'm not sure what we're really getting into. I, I'm I'm glad you did it. When when it actually happened, I wanted to take pictures immediately and post them in in the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of. Uh, uh, cuffed down by uh, a few people. You in the can't family. take our spotlight. Yeah, it's no. our day. I I've got it, but I know how 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 your sisters and your brothers out there <laughs> yeah. were so supportive of you and waiting and waiting and waiting. We posted it on Patreon for people before it went live on any of our socials, but we wanted to make sure family and friends weren't finding out from socials versus us. So mm-hmm. yeah. we had to make the rounds and wait for the. Really good engagement pictures. But it is official, and I want you guys to know that Justin did come to me a week before, or maybe more, <laughs> and said, um, can I have your blessing? And uh, I said, absolutely. Yeah. So let's- uh, Took me a while. He's like, you know, he was like, about time, dude. <laughs> I don't think I said that. <laughs> let's get into this, huh? All righty. So go do your thing. All right, so I've been meeting to go to uh, the store and buy more socks since I'm kind of going through these. But we do have Halloween coming up, and we do have uh, skiing coming up pretty soon. Is that Bigfoot on a pair of skis? Uh, I don't know. It just looks like ski lift. Do you see the big first snowfall at Mammoth? I did. Crazy. I did. Okay, so up first. Hi, Father Knows fam. My boyfriend, 25 male, and I, 25 female, have been together for six years and are planning to get engaged this year. We are so excited about our future together, but I am incredibly torn about having a wedding. I love weddings and ideally would love to have a wedding. However, I know my own wedding won't go the way I want it to. First, my family is not close with my dad's side of the family as they are rude, inconsiderate, and have been verbally abusive to many of my immediate family members in the past. I have not spoken to any of them in years. My dad maintains contact with his siblings, but they aren't close by any means. I know, if invited, they will not put family drama aside on my wedding day, as they have caused problems at birthday parties and even funerals in the past. My boyfriend has a huge family, 
with many aunts, uncles, and cousins that he is very close with and communicates with regularly. He also has many friends in the area that we live in. I have four close friends that are spread out across the country, so I don't often see them, but I do have good relationships with all of my boyfriend's friends and their wives slash girlfriends. I can't help but feel sad when I think about my wedding and the comparatively small number of family and friends from my side that will be there to support me. Ideally, I would love to have a smaller wedding or even to elope, but this day isn't just about me. My boyfriend has always dreamed of having a big wedding, and I would feel bad about taking that away from him. If we have a small wedding, I could invite all of my close family and friends, and he would have to eliminate a lot of people he's close with from the guest list. I don't know what to do so we can both be happy on our big day. Am I being selfish for wanting a small wedding so that I don't feel saddened slash embarrassed by the lack of friends and family on my side? How can we meet in the middle? I will say this. Weddings are really about to share with people that really love you and want, want to share that moment. The people that are your, are your family that are really disconnected, why do they have to be there? For what? I mean, are they real? do you really feel they're that interested in your life that they want to really be there to be a part of this moment, to share it with you and, and to have that, that blessing with you? doesn't sound like it. However, when, you, when you're merging your love and his love, the people that you're, that, that even though they might be from his friends or his family's side, they are taking you and loving you as well because they are excited to see him and you find that happiness to continue with your life. So it's not really just his family and his friends. It really becomes, you, you, I like to say y'all. Y'alls. <laughs> Y'alls friends. Y'alls family friends. Y'all. But it really is that you become... They're, they're really going to be part of your circle. And the people that really don't care, you don't need them because you're right. It just brings, it brings you down, brings negativity. Mm-hmm. Who needs that? So don't look, try not to look at his friends as his friends or his family. Look at them that, that it's now your, y'all's family. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all's family. <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And and that's and I think that if you go with that approach, whatever the the list is that it, it encompasses that it's everyone that really wants to share that moment with y'all, then you will you'll have a beautiful wedding and you'll be able to grow with it and you'll look back on it and say, What a great day we had because all these people that were there, now you are connected to them because they really are part of your your existence in your life and that journey that you're now you know going on. So try not to try not to play mine and his mm-hmm. so much in this case. I think it really might might behoove you to to say it's ours. Yeah, yeah. I think this the the more common uh, situation like this is how many people are standing up there with you. That's usually the yeah. him and her situation where, oh, I have, you know, 12 people I want to have up there with me mm-hmm. because I have X many siblings and then I have all my close friends and I don't want to leave anyone out. And then the other person's like, well, I, 
I have four or five. And then do you start asking people who like aren't, you aren't really close with? Because mm-hmm. do does someone you're not really close with really want to stand up there with you? But anyway. So maybe uh, you can limit those ones out. I mean, you can come to a balance for who's really going to be up there, but it's going to be two people, you, you and your husband and a bridesmaid and a groom and everybody else is kind of, you know, thinned out. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm just more saying as like an example of how yeah, this usually manifests itself. That is itself. usually a common fear. That was a fear for you, honestly. When we talked about our wedding, like before you were like, you're going to have more people than me as far as bridesmaids. And that was something you were concerned about. Yeah, maybe I think. But I'll come on, I, your, but, I'll, but I'll stand on your side. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I just think you, there is something maybe sparked that for me where either people our age started having weddings or we would, you maybe would bring up, oh, I'm, I want her up there as a bridesmaid. And I felt like that happened so many times. I'm like, wait, how many, <laughs> how many do I need? Do I need to start making new friends to just fill out my wedding party? But when it comes to this, I, you know, unless the finances are in question or it's not fairly split or whatever, I wouldn't, think it's that big of a deal if one person has more people that come i completely even though agree. it is all going to be ours but you know some people might have issues with that where it's not even on both sides but it, I, I really don't see an issue um as long as you can afford it to just have all his close people have all your close people and if it's unbalanced then it's unbalanced who's but, gonna know yeah. I mean, the average person that comes to your wedding is going to have no idea who's who. Like the weddings I've gone to, even my close, close friends, there's a lot of people that I'm like, I have no idea if they're here for Ryan or Kate or It's I don't not know. like you're separated. Yeah, I don't know who's people. And you don't have to have a bride side or a groom side. Sit wherever. Yeah. Uh, like people. It is, you use the word embarrassed. And so in my head, you know, that kind of is giving like an insecurity. And I don't think your boyfriend, future partner, fiance should have to cut people he loves and are close to him because you're embarrassed you don't have as many people. Like that to me is not a good start. Like I just think like there's some personal work you can do and and really like realize like it doesn't matter how many people you have. And I wouldn't stress about it. I would just invite, like Justin said, everyone you can and go from there. I mean, I feel like the way we would approach this is we'd probably sit down and each start making a list of people. Mm-hmm. And I I don't even think I'd ever think like, wow, your list is much bigger because also people are from vastly different family sizes. Yeah. Like just because of you having siblings and they have all these trees. I'm an only child and I'm just- One little branch. And then my parents, like my dad was an only child. My mom has one sibling. So my family instantly is way smaller. Mm -hmm. So I already know the guests from my side is going to pale in comparison to yours. Maybe, I don't know. Just just thinking, right? Without going through it. But um, I would never have thought, oh, like, damn, I'm- I would never feel ashamed of that. No. That's just the way it is. I I just like, I wouldn't give that another thought. Uh, I think like the most valid thing here is like 
don't eat, don't invite the shitty family like you said like only invite people that are going to be good and want to celebrate you in your day and people, and that people that are part, that really want to be involved in your life and want to see you grow and want to see you and your new husband you know start this family start this journey it's all about witnessing the journey and being a part of the journey and being connected you know people that are you know that are opening you know this wedding list that you know is the cast of barlam and bailey circus is a little goofy that's, no that's gonna be us we're gonna have a, a literal circus okay <laughs> i'm gonna have a camel you should. Yeah. I would but there's no more there's no more animals in the circus. It's 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 all about the performers. So bring the performers, let them go wild and be, you know, you can have your thing, but I really do believe it's intimacy. It's the people that that really care. And it's not caring I'm not going to the wedding because I care about you and or just care about you. I'm going to the wedding because I want to see the the everyone united and I, I care about what's going on with our family and and how we're growing yeah well and that is a reality a lot of us face i think me and justin both are gonna have to have very hard conversations with family members and it is a hey this is our day we love you we would love for you to join us but if you cannot put things aside and you can't behave accordingly then you can't come. Like, right. this is about us. This is not about any drama. And and anyone that you didn't have to really say that to already in my book says they don't belong there. If they don't have enough maturity to behave, it, it's a question right there. It's, you know, you have to have those conversations a lot of times and see if that's something they're willing to do. And if they're not, then... Holly... Holly there. promises not to bite any of the guests. Yeah, Holly won't be there. <laughs> She's a liability. But you do have to have those tough, 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 tough conversations sometimes. And you just move move with it. You just keep going. So what is our advice to her? How are we going to summarize this again? One more second. Wrap I think it up. it's just go with the flow. It is what it is. And don't worry about it. Don't, yeah. don't worry. Don't have a second thought about if one side of the, they're all, they're all there for the two of you and the, the family that is, that don't qualify to come. Don't, don't, don't give it a second thought because they're really not entitled to be there. They don't no. deserve to. They don't, they're just. No. And don't, don't invite people just for the sake of you having a nicer number mm -hmm. or whatever. Like mm -hmm. don't even waste the breath on the invite, the ink, and save yourself the drama. Yeah, you don't have to invite the person that sells you car insurance. <laughs> Unless they give you a really good deal. Yeah, then you might have to consider. You, you need to invite the people that really are part of your daily life that are going to be, that that's going to watch you grow and be a part of that, that growth. I don't know. I'm inviting a lot of people. I want presents. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind okay. of. Okay, moving along. Next one. Not the fix-it shop. <laughs> we fixed it. <laughs> okay. Number two. I need help. My fiance, 27 male, is unattracted to me, 27 female, now that I'm pregnant. 
I've noticed he has stopped touching me and kissing me, and he is having a hard time getting off in bed. This has created some insecurities in me, and I don't know how to deal with it. Because of the lack of intimacy, I've started to get a little voice in my head telling me that he is cheating on me or will cheat on me because of this. He has reassured me that that won't happen and that he loves me and he chooses me, but he is unattracted to me. This isn't the first time he has been unattracted to me because of something I couldn't control. Over a year ago, I was sick and having gallbladder issues, and there was a long recovery after getting it removed. It is still pretty sick and caused me severe depression, where I had a huge drop in caring for my hygiene. This also led to huge insecurity issues on my end and was the cause of us breaking our engagement and being separated for several months while still living together. When we got back together, we both worked really hard at making the relationship better and got to the point where we were ready to have a baby and got pregnant immediately. As soon as I got pregnant, he backed off intimacy and is even struggling to get off. I asked him why he wasn't making sexual comments about me anymore or being intimate, and he blatantly stated that he just wasn't attracted to me. I shut down and told him my feelings were hurt and I didn't want to talk to him at this time. And it flashed me back to when I was sick, and he also told me he just wasn't attracted to me. We've been arguing about it since, and I just don't know how I'm supposed to deal with this and not feel insecure. I told him he needs to work through this because it will be the death of our relationship, because it's causing me insecurities and won't get better, and that I'm not going to not feel like shit about him being unattracted to me. He told me that I'm the one with the issue and not him, and that he doesn't need help. I don't know what to do because I love him and wasn't expecting to be a single mom of two. I have a daughter who is nine from a previous relationship. I really expected this to be it. He has even expressed that he wants to stay together because he wants his child to have their parents together because he never had that as a kid. But I don't know how our relationship can go forward with this issue. I have five months to go and I know I'm not going to get better while this is an ongoing issue. Wow. Different people experience pregnancy with, with their lover than the next. Not everybody does it the same way. Some people have these hangups that once you become pregnant, you know, that, my God, I can't touch her. Uh, you know, it, it could be what, there's many different thought processes that, I, that I've been aware of. Um, when mom was pregnant with you, that was not the issue. <laughs> I mean, even though it's not even, just pregnancy though it's it's anything i mean the gallbladder she had issues with her gallbladder but she also had hygiene issues as well and so look one time i was with someone i had i wasn't in love with this person it was a you know a flash but there was a hygiene problem let me tell you i ran so fast you can't imagine because it just was the biggest turnoff in the world so I didn't have any emotional, you know, you know, tie into this individual. It was just a bad experience. But if someone's willing to propose and see a future, which mm. is you propose, it's typically marriage. Mm. You do typically take vows or promise to be there for better, or for worse. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm she can have all these issues, but. This is also supposed to be her partner. Hold on a second. I was just starting. 
I wasn't saying that this is forgivable. <laughs> it is not. There, there, there is an issue here, and he might definitely need some, some assistance, some therapy to sort out in his mind that all of a sudden he feels like he's making love with his mom or something goofy. I mean, we don't know what goes on in people's heads. There's all kinds of shit that goes on in people's head when it comes to dealing with pregnancy and not knowing you know, how you can touch them or what they need. And look, women are typically much more erotic when they're pregnant. There's all these different hormones that are flying around. Uh, you, I've heard for forever that some of their most horny moments is, you know, Going into months four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, they they consistently wanted sex. You know, it. I if the guy is truly in love and locked, you would think that this is not an issue. I don't know where he is in his head. I mean, to look at someone and say I'm just not turned on by you, that's a that's a bold statement. I think the only good thing he did is say exactly how he felt, mm-hmm. but that's as much as I'll give him because we read a lot of stories where someone is left in the dark by their partner mm-hmm. and they just start distancing and they don't just say it. Mm-hmm. So I will say at least he just said it. Mm-hmm. Somewhat refreshing, I yes, guess. Yes, because she's not going through this, like what's wrong, what's happening. And, and him a saying nothing. Him saying exactly. Nothing, so nothing, at least nothing. there is a reason, but the reason is very uh, problematic. What did you think was going to happen to her body when you knocked her up? Like, come on, dude. But it just, it's, it's so weird. And it's so just like, that's usually when you hear about someone being unattracted, or that's similar to I'm falling out of love with you. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. I or, think, yeah, they can go hand in hand I for a lot of people. I think a lot of times when someone loses attraction for someone, it goes downhill pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So it's if I were in her position, my main concern is, yeah, I have five months left and you know I could survive that and see what happens. But my concern would be, I'm about to have this kid and now I'm going into a very uncertain future of this relationship. And you know, you're not, it's, you, your world isn't going to end, but it's what kind of conversations can you have now? What got him back together? So, I mean, they, they, he was unattracted to her. Same thing. Things were going on, they were drifting apart. And next thing you know, is they were apart. And then something happened to bring you back together. What what was that? Yeah, true. And can you guys get a grip on whatever that was and where you're not going up and down this roller coaster of this relationship where he is attracted, where he's not attracted, but where you really can find out where you guys are going to be on, on a long-term, you know, plan. It's because of, I and I only go to this because it wasn't the fact that they he fell out of attractiveness with to her or love or something else came up with their relationship that you know triggered him not to be attracted. I mean, look, we're using the word pregnancy right now as the excuse. She could have blown up at him or had some other thing that happened in in their relationship that we're not getting that could have caused some of this disconnect. There's something that might be much more than just the pregnancy that caused the disconnection. We're not sure. I really don't think that's the case. I think 
I think she just has a partner who is a fair weather fan. I I look at me and Justin and we've been together five years in December mm-hmm. and I'm not the same weight I was when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good in my skin right now. Mm-hmm. But has he ever once made me feel bad about it? No. Life is change. Your body's going to change. You're going to potentially have health issues. You don't want to be with a fair weather fan. Mm-hmm. Fuck this person. We're not ever guaranteed anything. You could be driving down tomorrow, get in a car accident, lose two legs. Mm-hmm. He's going to leave then. You could lose an arm. He's definitely leaving. Like, this is a fair weather fucker. And he is not a partner. Mm-hmm. He's not a partner that is for better or for worse. And the ideal outcome is that he works through his mental block and that we can be intimate again and I won't feel insecure about our relationship, that we can remain a family unit because I don't want to be a single mom of two, which has been a big fear of mine since my last relationship. I always wanted another baby. So this was a dream come true. But now I'm worried this dream has become a nightmare. As the daughter of a single mom that had three kids with three different dads. My mom was way, 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 way better off. And all of us were way better off than her staying with any of those people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if she, if her, she's staying on the idea of, I don't want to do this alone. He's staying as, oh, I'm going to stay and do my duty and raise my kid as I set out to. Right. How much bitterness is going to be in this relationship? It's just pure unhappiness. But it's if like, there's no rela- yeah. there's no relationship there's be a except lot for there will be bitterness. Where's the love? Right. You're with someone because you love them or enjoy them and their mm-hmm. company, not out of obligation for a child. That's correct. And you're not going to be happy. I mean, there's additional info that just says, I don't know what to do, and he isn't willing to get help. And I know that I won't be able to be naked in front of him again until he works through it because I know that he isn't enjoying what he sees and is just forcing himself to be intimate with me. And that just feels gross. I would hate that. Imagine being mm-hmm. with someone like you're worried about being naked in front of them. Ugh. And if it did come back around. It's already vulnerable enough to be would, naked. Would you not be worried this is going to happen again and again? I mean, what's to say he's in the delivery room and sees something and like you just this is this is bonkers. This is absolutely bonkers. It really isn't a good thing to be insecure with your own soon to be or they're not married, are they? No, fiance. So soon to be married, lifetime partner. You have a huge insecurity with them. And I don't like obviously you're you got to do what feels best for you. But I, I would just say, like, this isn't, as it stands, healthy. I think moving forward, couples therapy is, like, the bare minimum. I think professional therapy is necessary. You, you need to find out right from him right now how important this, you know, this relationship is. And not because of the child, but because of you and him. Yeah. And if he feels that you're not important enough to, you know, for him right now in his relationship, then you need to just you know, part ways. You guys want to be responsible parents? Great. Be responsible parents. But being a couple and a family, that's a whole different thing because 
What's what typically might in my in my thought process that it keeps coming to my head from experience of similar situations is bitterness that you're stuck in this re, this relationship it becomes very attacking where you know you're just you guys are, are, are you're forced into the situation that you're not really happy and that he and he may want to go out and date somebody else and he may go out and cheat on you. And then, then what is this relationship all about? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's ugly all the way around. Well, and I do just want to say, like, I think our writer here did look into this and it is a somewhat common issue, apparently, where people have partners that have sudden disinterest. Um, but I would say, like, it is interesting. Like, I, there's also the guys that are even more attracted to their partner when they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for someone that wanted so much to get her pregnant, it's a very interesting flip where it's like, I don't know, like, what is going Maybe on? Maybe he met someone on their break. Then it, why get her pregnant? Yeah, you know, she's got to sit down with him and say, where are, where are we really going and why are we here? And what do you really want? Yeah. And take that direction and really go with it because he, he himself did something to sell her to come to, to go back. Yeah. They were apart. He, he was free. Well, and, and all of a sudden he decided not only we're we going to get back and we're going to continue this thing. And I love you, honey. I love you. Now let's get pregnant. Yeah. Weird. <sighs> Goofy. Well, keep us posted. It's all going to work out. You are going to have two great kids at the end of this. Beautiful kids. You don't need him if he doesn't want to be there. You deserve I, you deserve I, a partner who loves you and makes you feel amazing. Having having children is an amazing thing and going through that experience best thing in my life. Yeah. Okay, keep us posted. Next one. Number 3. Mm -hmm. I got to even though I'm not reading, I got to do it. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and Father Knows Something team. I really love your podcast. Hope you are all well. English is not my native language, so bear with me. I, 24 female, have been in the relationship with my boyfriend, 26 male, for eight years. Let's call him Brian. He is very caring, loves me very much. He always tries to find time to do things together, surprises me with little gifts. What's more important... We talk about everything, share our feelings, even our fights, our calm, long conversations, trying to understand each other's feelings. I have really found my true love. Problem is, he is not proposing. Since I am 24, maybe I am too young to become fiance, but we have been together for a long time. We have talked about getting married and Brian said he would propose in two years, and he is thinking about how he would pop the question, but I am not sure how assured he is. We have got quite a lot of pressure from people around us. <laughs> Sounds really familiar. Mm -hmm. My parents saying that I am the last one unwed. My grandmother saying that she is saving money for our wedding. Friends constantly asking when is the time. I always respond that I am not the one who should be asked since I am not the one proposing. I have told Brian that I'm ready to get married, but since he is not, he should ask me when he is ready. But Brian gets derailed and slightly pissed. 
He says everyone is pushing him, so he feels pressured. Proposal would not look sincere. When we talk about getting married, he seems to be willing. Furthermore, I have told him what kind of engagement I would like and that the ring doesn't need to be expensive. I even took his phone to Google Rings so then he would get more ads to get him thinking about engagement. (laughs) (laughs) Am I too obsessive about it? Should I make some kind of ultimatum for myself or just enjoy the relationship and hope that our time will come? Thanks for the advice. Well, I'm going to leave this one to the two. Thank of you. First. Okay, good. Because I I didn't want to wait to talk. <laughs> I picked this for a variety of reasons. The first I know, of I was which like, I didn't pick this I one. am so. It is just so nice to hear Morgan read this story <laughs> and not be feeling all the underneath, like, like basically she's staring at me through the side of her head Ooh. as she reads it. <laughs> like, yep. I feel this too. You know, I wonder if it'll ever happen. And do you just, know how many stories every, I've read like this where I've actually cried? Yeah. And oh, I know. We've had to yep. like sometimes. I, there's a million like, and a half of these on yeah. Father Knows. Yeah. And it is so nice to just be able to sit here, <laughs> listen to this story. So what do you have and for her? Not feel all the underlying pressures okay. and everything. Think about our friend now. No, well, that's no, not about you. I, it's about her. I 100% completely understand. Not your side, his side. I get it. So bring it to us. I get it. Sure. Say less. Let's go. The hard thing is, is it's tough to give advice on something like this because you, I mean, some people maybe can, but you can't force someone to propose to you. I guess you could do what Morgan did and start threatening that they're going to, she's going to propose to me. I would have. I didn't want that to happen because I always had this really good idea. But honestly, if you wouldn't have proposed, I would have proposed to you New Year's Eve. Yeah, see, that's scary. <laughs> like that, I just, I if that had happened in front of me, I don't know how I'd react. No, I, I don't. Well. It's hard to say no, but I just don't want the story forever to be like, well, he was dragging his feet, so I proposed to him. Would you? Would you have gotten him a big ring? Yeah, I would have got him. I actually I actually did think about getting him an engagement ring to have so when he did propose to me, I could give it to him because I think that's a cool newer tradition. So I will say what I really think, the best advice I can give from the position I'm in. I'm waiting. I think that the best way to approach this is, you know, it is eight years. I was getting crazy pressure at three and then, oh my God, wait, four, wait, 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 and I wait, can't wait, even wait. imagine five. Hold on a second. I missed something here. She's been seeing him for eight years. Mm-hmm. Eight. And so but I think- they're only 24 and 26. The, so she was 16 when they started seeing, when they started dating. Okay, go ahead. The thing that will hurt your relationship is to say, you have to do this now or I'm going to have to move on. That's the wrong way to approach it mm-hmm. because that will instantly put this barrier up and be like, from a guy's perspective, you're like, all right, um, I'm really going to consider my options now. Whereas before I wasn't. Because in a guy's point of view, I think you're always thinking, especially when you get this long with some, this long term with somebody, you're thinking long term. But it's just hard to like get everything together and be like, yes, we're doing it and whatever. I don't know. It's hard to explain. The guys will understand. And so- at eight years, I think the best possible strategy is to sit down and say, 
hey, I have these goals or these hopes in my life and I see this certain path forward and you know we've been together for eight years. I want to feel like we're moving forward. I want to feel like we're building something. I want to feel like this. And for me personally, I just think being engaged would be our next big step. And I get worried that as time passes and we're together longer, that if this were to not work out for whatever reason, you know, it's not wasted time, but at some point it's, you are losing time that you could be out there trying to find your real, the one, if this person isn't. And that's a scary thought when you are fully committed and like, yep, I'm ready. I'd, I'd love to be proposed to now, but your person isn't making any moves and it's been eight years. You start to think I am kind of losing time. If this isn't going to be my thing to find the right person, because you don't want to find the right person necessarily much later on. People do. People do all the time. And they're very happy. I get that. But from our age, you don't necessarily want to look at getting close to 40 and later of like, I'm going to find them then. Okay. What about the, what about the couples that, you know, say, look, you know, we've been here. We're still here, right? In the same spot. We love each other. We care. But maybe we need to take a break because you you don't feel compelled to take this direction and you haven't shared with me why you don't feel compelled to take this 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 direction maybe we need just to see what it feels like to not be together and we'll, we'll take six months all bets off and if we find that we get back together because we we we, we realize and recognize we don't want to live without one another that we have to get back together otherwise we will maybe we just Find other people. I think that's valid. If you try step one of explaining your side and your feelings and you're either met with a lot of resistance mm -hmm. or you're met with, yep, okay, I'm on board, just whatever. And then you go another couple of years and it still doesn't happen. I think that's when you have to pull that card and say, you know what? I'm going to risk us breaking up by having you go out there and figure out if this is truly what you want or not. So am I to understand that you're saying, you. am so. I to understand that you are saying, have the conversation and go possibly two more years down this road? Whatever timeline feels or, right or, for you. Or say, have the conversation, see where he's at and yeah. say immediately, if you're not getting the vibe that you need, that you that you then say, I maybe we just need to go the other, you know, take this pause. As someone that was the nervous pressurer wanting to get engaged boy I just wish I could have shaken myself and been like it's okay calm down but I think there is a lot of pressure and like when you're excited and like you think you've found your person it's just like I I'm good like let's go what's the hold up so I do get that feeling I would say like one of the issues here is like you need to tell all your people and your family and friends to like, hey, back off. Like when Brian's ready, Brian will propose. It won't work. Telling them to back off? No, especially if they're like my mom. They're going to be psycho. But I think like you definitely can try. And I would just keep in mind like 
yeah, you've been together for eight years, but you did meet him at 16. Not everyone meets their their soulmate at 16. Like mm -hmm. you got you got such a head start. And so, you know, you've gone through these big life moments and adjustments with each other. And, you know, but at the same time, like you are only 24 and 26. Right. And I was here. I, I was in the same place in this conversation. I haven't spoken about this one yet. The other thing with pressuring too is you also don't want to get the shut up ring. You don't want to get a ring that is just mere, like purely to satisfy the nagging. You want a ring that is very intentful. Like this person wants to spend their life with you. And that is like one thing, like we had one conversation in like January and I was like, hey, like, are we going to progress forward? Like it's, you know, the four year mark. Like what do, what does this look like? Like to be honest, like if it's not within the year, like I love you and I, I want like see my whole future with you. But at the same time, like if you're not ready, then I think that might say something more than we even realized. And so you can say that and then you got to wait and otherwise be willing to walk because you don't want the shut up ring either. Not at all. My turn. Yeah. So I actually went through this at 26 and I think I actually know it was 24. We had been together for uh, four years maybe five years. And I knew that marriage was our next step, but I was terrified knowing what her expectations were for marriage or for engagement rings and for things. And I wasn't mature enough to know that I could provide all those things for her. And it scared me. And it was the fear of me not being able to give her and not to be able to even concept you know, the maturity level it takes to really move forward as a couple. That it was that dysfunction within me that stopped it. And did I love her? Yeah, I did. But there was a dysfunction on my part. And that sometimes takes time to, to get aligned. And I think the conversation that you were mentioning, if you, if he could take that step and be honest about what's going on in his head, I don't think I was even honest about it. Right. That's what's scary. And if I was honest about it, that then we might have been able to work through that that hump to really take that next step because that was my holdup. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I meant too when I said, if he just says, yep, I'm on the same page with you. Um, I just, let me figure out how I'm going to do it. How long do you wait? That's a good question because- Later in life, I realized the answer to it. I only wish I knew the answer then. Yeah. You don't have to wait because it's part of the experience of growing together. That yes, it's going to be difficult. You may not have all the money today. You may may not have the magic job yet, but you guys can grow together to do it because you are existing together right now. And there's a lot of young people get that will get married that don't have everything all aligned but you can get it aligned together and work, work as a team. Yeah. That was the mistake that I made. I didn't have the, the maturity to, to look at us as a couple. I had to look at the, at the relationship that I was the man. 
and I was supposed to provide this, 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 and this. Yeah. Where if I really took it and considered we're doing this as a couple together and we're both going to have to think, it would have worked if we had the conversation. Yeah. To say what our, our and that we both had the same expectation that we're doing this as a team. Yeah. Rather than that, it was all on me. Right. Because I couldn't, I couldn't do it if it was all on me, and I couldn't handle the, the pressure or the thought of it all. Yeah. Wasn't maturely there. Yeah. That's tough. Proposing is tough, and there is a little bit more insight about Brian that our writer adds. Brian has a very difficult relationship with his parents, mental and physical abuse. I'm still helping him to get through his healing process. And I think that like we all have stuff happen in our lives. We all have air quotes baggage. Mm -hmm. And if you're like for me, I my mom was never married. I was like I never had that in my life. And when you have like the relationships me and all my siblings have with our bio dads, like that is really hard. And so I think like I was so drawn towards marriage because like, that's what I want. I just want that healthy, stable. Yay. But then you have Justin who, you know, all of his family members and his life that he's close with, they've all been divorced. And so mm -hmm. he was apprehensive because he's like, that's all I've seen. I want to avoid that. Blah, 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 blah. So I think, you know, depending on what each person goes through, mm -hmm. that can also really affect this. Absolutely. And, Life experiences. Yeah. And so he could just be not there mentally yet. And you don't want to force it either, because if you do force it and he's not mentally ready, mm -hmm. you could be setting this perfect relationship up for failure. Mm -hmm. it's very tough so a lot of, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of bad things about a relationship take something called maturity and patience. And so I, I'm glad we hit every side of this thing because I, I wanted to throw out the, the common thing that we get, you know, take the separation, see what happens if we yeah. miss each other. But I also wanted to take and include the thing that I didn't do. And that's the maturity of really, as a team, having the conversation, let's see what the anticipation, you know, what, what is the the block, what is the anticipation, what you think is going to be, you know, this marriage that, that you're afraid of, that you don't think we're ready for, because together we can do this. If this is what we want, we can make it work. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe he's scared, oh, marriage means kids right away. Mm -hmm. Some people think that way. And if that's not something you're on the same page about, mm -hmm. that might be an easy fix. Yeah. yeah. So I think having the conversations and like, I mean, yeah, could it potentially be considered as an ultimatum if you say, I'd like to be engaged in a year? I think that's just kind of your expectation and what you want, but you're not explicitly saying you have to do this, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think you can have these conversations without it feeling mm -hmm. forceful. Yeah, absolutely. The conversation I was describing was not an ultimatum at all. Zero ultimatum. It was just an understanding trying to say, honey, is there something going on that we can talk about together? Mm -hmm. And maybe we can, you know, grow from this. Yeah. And that is a whole different thing than an ultimatum. Yeah, definitely. So... It, 
You got to keep your shit together when you have these conversations. For sure. And we, and this isn't the only one. Like there's, there's a few engagement stories here and a lot of them are the same problem of we've been together for seven years, but she's only 22 and he's 23. We have a lot in here that are like very fortunate to have found their person young, which is not... Mm -hmm the case a lot of times well and also sometimes at a younger age you think you found your forever person and it's because you haven't had the experience of dating a lot of people to really truly figure out who is your person i mean that was you yeah i thought i got lucky and hit it the first time i'm like oh sweet yeah you know i'm one of the lucky ones you hear it in the songs about the high school mm -hmm. sweethearts and all this and like no definitely didn't and I'm so glad I got to experience other people and figure out all of that because then when I found you, then yeah. it was like, cool, all the boxes <laughs> are checked. But I wouldn't know what boxes to hope to have checked right. without having, having those experiences. experiences. So when you see 18, 19, 20, yes, there are people that it works out. They meet, they got lucky, they did it the first time. But I also think a lot of the write-ins we get sometimes are a lack of experience to truly know. And you're just kind I, of pushing it through thinking, yep, this, yep, this is, it feels right. I think there's only these things wrong, but we're, we're each other's, like we're each other's but, person. But I think like a lot of times if things are healthy, if there's not cheating, if, you know, things like that, I think like love is also work. And a lot of times it's what you make it. and But sometimes you don't know what is healthy and what is true love until you've experienced all rounds of it. I would disagree with that. I think sometimes people know. I think sometimes it works and you know and it is just sparks fly. Power too. I think it depends. And when you, when you think about relationships too, something that I've come across a lot lately is the 80-20 rule. Like... You're never going to find someone that gives you 100% of everything. You're going to get 80. 80 is fucking magical. If you can find 80% in your relationship, call it good. Like 80-20. And I think a lot of people will self-sabotage. And there's, um, there's a trend right now on Twitter that really blew up. And it was it was a tweet that someone posted. And it was like, like, you know that phase when you slowly start hating your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And then all the replies were like, oh my God, I tried ghosting for a month hoping she'd break up with me. It's like, if you don't like this person anymore, just break up, mm -hmm. you cowards. Mm -hmm. And so, but on the flip side, then you do have people that have 80% and they're like, she's my person. I'm, I love her. I feel calm. I feel happy. But I'm wondering if there's more. And then someone stitched it and they were like, dude, you got the 80%. Why are you questioning? Why are you thinking about cheating? And so I think when you're thinking about a partner, like, can you fight with them and have it be positive? And positive means so many different things. It could mean compromising. It could be agreeing to disagree. But like, how do you fight? Are your fights healthy fights? I break out boxing gloves. Yeah. When yeah. I when I when I met Amy, I said, "Honey, let's. I want to try these gloves on you." And she said, "Why?" Because I, I want to know what it really feels like to be able to fight and have a good time at it. Mm. 
So we, it's boxing gloves. Yeah. So huh. actually, I bought you boxing gloves for Christmas last year. I returned them. I know. <laughs> but there's some things, and I think if you if you have the eighty percent, you you got by the you way struck that, gold. By the way, that was a joke. I didn't really do that. Buy me boxing. No, give Amy had that conversation at all. Didn't happen. Just me being stupid. Yeah, you're trying to be funny. All okay, right. moving along. Let's go. This is number four. Hello, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. I'm a longtime listener, first time writer, and I'm in a predicament. I, 26 female, am a jeweler. I started metalsmithing in high school got my degree in jewelry design and metal smithing, and have been working in the jewelry industry since I graduated five years ago. In 2021, I made the move from working full-time at a local jewelry store to starting my own business making custom jewelry. It was a terrifying leap of faith, but so far it has been a wonderful adventure. On to my issue. I have a sister, 23 female. She and her boyfriend, 23 male, have been dating for five years. For the last three years, questions about marriage and engagement have been brought up a lot with them. At first, my sister's boyfriend would sort of clam up and change the subject when anyone would bring it up, but within the last year and a half, he has made it clear that he wants to marry my sister, but has kept a lid on any other details. My sister has voiced for a long time that she would like me to make her engagement ring, and I have also had my heart set on that idea. Her boyfriend, on the other hand, has made many statements that make me think he isn't going to ask me to make the ring. Number one, he has said on multiple occasions that he won't tell anyone in the family any proposal plan because, quote, none of us can keep a secret. While my immediate family is very open with each other and talks about personal things a lot, none of us have ever shared each other's secrets. Plus, a part of my job description is keeping proposals a secret, and there's no way I would spoil my own sister's proposal. Number two, he wants to get her a big diamond and thinks he can only go through a bigger, more reputable jeweler in order to get it. There, he may have me beat. Any large jeweler is going to have a ton of diamond vendors and a wide selection of in-person inventory, but I have access to diamond vendors as well, albeit fewer and I can make him a nice diamond for cheaper than anywhere else since I don't have to mark up prices nearly as much as big brick-and-mortar stores. Number three, he wants a simple solitaire ring, so he doesn't think a custom jeweler is necessary. But while he has a point that it isn't necessary, even a simple ring would be an honor to make for my sister, and I think my sister would love the fact that I still made it. I've been hesitant to talk to him about it because I don't want to put any more pressure on him but while I have had multiple brief conversations ensuring him that I would keep the ring slash proposal a secret, he always brushes me off. Recently, things have become serious as to when he is going to buy the ring. When my mom brought the subject up with my sister and I, my sister told us that he had every intention to buy a ring after Christmas, but a personal situation arose that caused him to dip into his ring fund, which postponed his plans. My concern is that since I haven't heard a thing from him regarding plans to have a ring made, and up until last week his plan was to get the ring just after Christmas, it makes me think he isn't going to have me make it. I'm trying to prepare myself for what it might feel like if he proses with a ring that I didn't make, 
I can't help but feel very hurt. Not only because I've had my heart set on making my sister's engagement ring for years now, but because when given the chance to support my small business, he also seems uncaring. I've tried telling myself that if he doesn't come to me for the engagement ring, I can always ask to make the wedding rings, but I am not sure he would be receptive to that idea either. I don't know what to do or say, or if I should even try to convince him to have me make it. While it would be amazing to make her ring and be able to have the chance to say I was the creator of what will likely be a family heirloom, I also don't want to overstep my bounds or make it seem like I am entitled to something that doesn't technically involve me. Hoping an outside perspective might help. I think I can do this one. You got it. Take it away. Okay. I'm an artist, would you say? Yeah, you're crafty. So when I work with a client and I have an idea what they want because they're special and I know their story, I can usually create something that, or an idea of it, that is pretty magnificent. So what I'm suggesting for you to do is you know what your sister would like. I would go ahead on your own. You may ask him what kind of diamond size that he's going for. He might have an idea. And don't tell him anything more. Just say, I'm just kind of curious when you finally get there. because, And you really can't even let him know what you're doing. But I would, on a spec, create the perfect setting. Because he can buy the diamond anywhere he wants. You don't give a shit really where he buys the diamond. What you really care about is the art piece. And that's the gold. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't go with it, you can always melt it down. You, you've lost nothing but your time to really do this. And since you're a metalsmith it's and it's your sister, I don't think that you mind giving that labor away to create what you would love her to have. And show it to him, make it simple, make it clean, but make it special, something that she would like. And if you actually had the set so he can see the engagement thing and then later for the set, he may say, great, he may say not. Be prepared either way. But if you really make it something that is very special and it will be that heirloom, then you might get lucky. Is he aware that she's, that his, that she's always wanted that? Oh. Yes. So <laughs> I just, I would not even consider any other option. I would 100% go forward with that. I love you. Like what, what's the, what's, what's so prideful about, oh, I'm going to do my own thing and what I want. Because like, he's a sure, 23 year old immature Like you're boy. entitled to, but you don't know better. Man, and in the end. She's not going to necessarily be happier with something you went and picked out all on your own. She's going to love the fact that you had some ideas, took into consideration what she wanted, which includes a lot of having her make it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, he sounds like a prick. Like, he just sounds like he, I don't know if it's ego, like, oh, I want to get her a big diamond. It's immature. It, it is. And the sad thing is, it's like, this is what she wants, though. Like, just give her what she wants. This is what she has to wear, what she has to have on her finger for years and years to come. And it should be something she loves and have a, a significant meaning. And I don't know if it's like, oh, well, I want it to be separate from her family. I want it to be something only I did. 
Maybe that's a part of the ego and the pride. But it goes against you, though. But it goes right in your face. But the thing is, like, this is also going to be your family. This is your sister-in-law, someone your partner, your girlfriend right now, future fiance loves. Yeah. Why exclude her? That is such a slap in the face. The toughest thing here really is for her as the artist is she doesn't know how big of a stone she's making it for. And that's a tough gig because we don't know what's in his mind, his pocket. The fact that he had to take money out of the ring fund to go do something different tells me that he's. this isn't a $30,000 stone. This is- Maybe. Maybe I doubt Maybe- it. I, but knows? the thing is, I think a lot of people do get caught up with diamonds, not knowing how many other options there are out there. Mm-hmm. Moissanites, lab-grown diamonds. Mm-hmm. I just read um, an article that they're already having issues certifying genuine diamonds because a lot of times the lab-created ones are, are good? so good. Mm-hmm. Diamonds, like doesn't matter not, anyway. Diamonds aren't that cool. They're not, but some people love them, and that's mm. that's cool to each their own. Right. The Beers did a great job with perception. Yeah, they controlled the market. It's perception. Do you guys want to see what our writer can create? I, yeah, she did share her business's Instagram, but asked not to. But I will show you two, so we have even more reason to be mad. Mm-hmm. Like beautiful, she, she can give him beautiful any, rings. She could do any. Look, I already pictured that this woman has got talent. Yeah, and she could do many things that would be special for her sisters. If she may want an heirloom or an antique looking thing, they they do things on wedding bands that are sculpted, that are in the castings that are that are magnificent. It's it's all that and it's clean and dainty and simple. It's not heavy. It. But, but she's in the most tough position. She is because she really doesn't know. I mean, yeah, you can always change the crown. You but know, it's not even that. Do. It's it's you can't really bring this up. You can't go to her. You can't go to your sister about this. No, no, no. The only you thing can't go to him really because she. It, only thing she can do is she can make the set and say, "Here is the set. When you are ready, go get the stone." That is an interesting want. way to approach it. I think that would be good. I think if you have like even a cheap like CZ glass, you could pop in there to show him like, hey, you know, just based on what my sisters told me. But then that might be a bad approach too, where he's like, you stepped on my toes. Like, no. I, I would just oh, base so weird. I, I think know. I think you make the setting as beautiful as you can do, put it in the box and say, if you wish to use this, you can use this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you can say. I think it is annoying, though, if, like, he is saving big diamond, big diamond. When you say big diamond, I'm thinking, okay, he's at least spending 10 grand. And it's like, that would also really hurt me if I have a small business and I can make exactly what you are going to go buy. Why wouldn't you, like, that's so... Well, she could get him a bigger diamond, technically. Because I, she's not marking it up. I, I would just say at the end of the day, do what she's doing. She's she's looking, she's not looking to make the money. She's looking to save him money. So it's not about for her. The, the only thing that's for her is the honor of making- No, but that's from his perspective. Wait, 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 wait. But the only thing in her mind that is the honor is the is the setting. Make this, create the setting and just say, if you ever need this, here it is for you. 
and that and let it go at that. Here's the setting. Yeah. End of story. Go buy whatever you want to buy. I'm not going to interrupt you. I just I know that it will have so much meaning that it that we did this and that she's got an heirloom that came from her sister. And you did the stone, you do whatever you want. And if you need me to change anything or size it something different, I'm glad to do it for you. And just don't even give him the money. Don't even talk about the money. Hand it to him. But at that point, he might expect it to be free. So what? She got the ring. She's got the setting. The setting is the the the, the ring. The gold is really nothing compared to the ring. It's it's a negligible number. Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. Please, please, please let us know what you did how it's worked out. I'm absolutely obsessed with your jewelry. I'm looking at a a ring that you made based on Iceland. And I'm like, holy shit, I would like one myself. Let me see what she did with Iceland. Did um, kind of an inspiration on the golden circle. And so it's like the Icelandic road Mm -hmm. in diamonds, pave diamonds around this thick gold band. And I'm obsessed. Look at the original Mm -hmm. mock-up too. I like the original mock-up with the colors even better. Get your little emeralds in there, some sapphires. Yes. I love. Your work is incredible. And I- Where is she? I see why your sister would want a piece of your art. Where is she? Um, Does not say on here, but if you give permission after this, I'd love to share because you create some beautiful, beautiful pieces and- I think our listeners would also like to see. And dad wants to know more about you anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so so, um, so send, send dad a little message on Messenger, however you do it. Yeah. Uh, who you are. Yes. And, and how to find you. But for anyone out there thinking of proposing, take into consideration what your partner wants. Listen to them. Don't try to go crazy out of the box. Just seriously respect what they want I think it's so frustrating and I've seen so many stories where um, I think it was another write-in we had on this show where someone was like um, it might have been two hot takes I don't know they all blend together but someone was like my husband got me the completely wrong ring we we talked about it we went in we tried Mm -hmm. them on we saw them and he went with something totally that I didn't want. It looks just like his mom's ring. And he took his mom's... it out together. He He took took his his mom's advice. His mom was like, no, 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 she'd like this more. She'd like this more. I remember something like this. It was a duplicate of the mom's ring, basically. And she hates it. Absolutely hates it. Yeah, that'd be be bad. Get them what they want. That's it. I'm off my soapbox. Okay. That's all we got. Well, I'm really glad. I'm glad we finished with that one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Great I, episode. I saw her work and I said, I need to talk to this woman. Mm. Mm. So on that note, um, everyone, thank you for chiming in this evening. <laughs> We've, and uh, I look forward to um, next Sunday. It's going to be good. Another group session. See you all there. Otherwise. And we have no Patreon this week. We are going to record a Patreon. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So we're off to Patreon. So uh, we'll see you next week and we're going to sign off. Come join us on Patreon. We're going to be there in a few minutes. And have a great week. Bye. Goodbye.